Hello, kings and queens. Thank you for joining me here at the table. I highly recommend that you take a moment, if you haven't already, to listen to the previous podcast, When Racism Goes Up, Why Blessings Come Down. Now that you're caught up, grab a chair and join the conversation. I think that there's been a push uh, for Black churches to be more multicultural. Do you guys think that the same this should the same push that we are putting on white pastors be placed on black pastors as well? Hmm. Uh, I think black people are we're always having to accommodate somebody, uh, and we're always having to <laughs> we're always okay. having to <laughs> okay. we're always having to change and you know shift. You know, whether it's our tone of voice or whether it's the way we dress and whether it's the way we wear our hair, it's always something we're always having to accommodate. And it's whether it's in our workplace or um, if you have or your personal relationship somewhere. And so I really don't think if, if a white family wanted to go to a black church, I really don't think, well, I hope, you know, they wouldn't turn you away. Um, but just know that. Um, the environment is going to be different. The preaching, you know, you might see some shouting and um, we'll hear some shouting. You might see some running around. You might um, be in there for another hour or two. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That stems from, you know, um, black culture. And so I really don't think that um, we should have to accommodate and change um, to make somebody else feel comfortable um, because we already do that way more than we should. Um, but if a, a family, Hispanic family, white family, if you want to go to a black church, by all means, but, you know, but just know that it's going to be a different environment. Um, and so I really don't think that expectation should be placed on black preachers um, because if a white family, if they don't want to go, then they don't have to go. If they want to, okay, by all means, but just know, you know, what you're going to see and what to expect. I, I agree with uh, Tierra, and uh, I say that uh, I don't think they should put that pressure or mandate on them. Uh, just be led by God, preacher, you know, pastor. Uh, uh, some may be led down that direction, and some may not. I think uh, every church, if we follow in the lead of God, he's going to give us our purpose. Uh, and I just want to be doing what the purpose of God is for me. And if that means it's a multicultural audience, then that's what it is. If it means it's an all black audience, then that's what it is. Uh, I don't think we should be judgmental or, or we should force anything on anyone. Uh, you know, uh, I believe in unity. Uh, I'm trying to think outside the box myself. That's why I'm working with uh, those that don't necessarily look like me. And I learned this again from my military career. Uh, but even in that culture, I still found myself uh, being treated different because of the color of my skin. Uh, I don't think that battle is going to stop. It didn't start with me and it ain't going to stop with me. When I say me, my generation uh, has been going on since the beginning of the Bible and is going to be going on until Jesus return. Uh, but uh, I, I believe in my heart that heaven ain't going to be just folks of my skin color. Um, And so I think I should try my best while I'm here down here on earth to do that. 
my goal is to reach the unchurched, those that don't know the Lord. And it doesn't matter to me what color they are. And I think that should be the lead or the what we should be encouraging our leaders, our pastors to do. Lead the way God is telling you to lead. Uh, and not so much, uh, whether it's white, black, whatever it looks like. In the end, whatever it looks like, well, that's what God bless you. But I'm not saying close the black churches because they're all black. Close the white churches because they're all white. Because you ain't going to reach everybody. I can't reach everybody. Lawrence can't reach everybody. Tierra can't. We, we can't. You know, there's going to be some folks that you're going to be able to connect with. And for that purpose and for that reason, that's why you exist. Um, so I pray that they don't put that kind of pressure on us as African-American preachers. But at the same time, I pray that we as African-American preachers won't close our door on any person that comes through the door. White, black, different, doesn't matter what you are, who you are, what persuasion that you are. You are a child of God. Amen. And I think that's the, the best part about it is like when you start preaching the gospel, mm -hmm. it the spirit will draw who the spirit will draw. Mm -hmm. And that's everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. any, that, that hits anybody. When you stick to the gospel, and I think yeah. that's what we got to stick to. I think sometimes nowadays it's like, not to put, churches in a category, I put them in a box, but I feel like, you know, there's that black traditional church, right? Then there's that kind of black millennial where it's like everybody black, but we sing all CHH music. Like we don't, yeah. like we don't all know where we came from. I'm like, so we don't know any, any we can't sing no Fred Hammond songs. Like what, we always gotta sing something from Bethel. Like we always gotta be spontaneous. Like, yeah. It's just like it's like it's like a white church, but with black bodies. And then you kind of have like that. Um, and what I love is Transformation Church and what Mike Todd is doing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, kind of even bringing back of what was that other famous pastor? Um, what um, P Pastor Pearson was doing years prior to before he um, starts, you know, changed in his um, doctrine and his ideologies about the Word of God. Um, having that multiculturalism and then now even now like when I listen to the just for praise and worship we would go from gospel back to CCM back to spontaneous back to Bethel go over the hill song do a little Fred Hammond and go to Kirk Franklin and, and then you might even hear a little Beyonce and so it's just like and it's just like yeah like, wow this is like I feel like this should not the goal, but just like I think this is something to be admired that yeah. we're seeing the beauty when we are all together. Like, yeah. um, you know, spontaneous worship song from Bethel is just as anointed as Sister Johnson mm -hmm. and her washboard. Yeah. You know, yeah. Our sound is beautiful. I believe the gospel sound is beautiful. You know, I believe it's beautiful to God's ears. And yeah. I think, um, and like just this idea that gospel music doesn't have the gospel in it isn't true. Just because yeah. mainstream radio plays the same songs every week and yeah. promotes the same particular artist, if you listen to Sirius XM, they play all types of gospel music and that got all the gospel in it. It just don't sound like what we normally sound like. It's just not the regular mainstream folks that we used to hearing and listening to. Right. And so, Lawrence, that's a... Uh the music piece, that's a big part of the black church, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a, it's a big part of the hindrance 
because again we start being just the church being judgmental of the church yeah uh, you know again christ was about he came to seek and save them which were lost mm -hmm. uh, and so we seek and save people that are lost to get in the church and we lose them in the church because but instead of getting them in the church and putting them on a mission for God to go find more lost sheep, sheep beget sheep, you know, we bring them in, shepherd them, train them, teach them, disciple them, and send them. But we don't do that. We get them in here, and then we make them into a club. And then now this club got rules, and these rules had nothing to do with God. You know, your dress, your this, your that, you know, and and... and you know, for a long time, that was one of my because I came from a Baptist background and I came to Church of God in Christ. There was some difference. And then I learned even inside of those walls, uh, same denomination, when I PCS been in the military, you go to different places, they still wasn't the same. And so you have those differences. And then if the goal is to reach the unchurched, that means some of our traditional things, which is, you know, everything has to be. In the name of everything has to be specific, a certain way, a certain this, a certain that. We're going to miss the unchurch. Going back to uh, in this when you were opening and talking about language, you know, your title of the podcast. You know, it's it's if you're in the church, I know what Lawrence is talking about, fruitful. But if I'm not, and, and Christ was saying, listen, I ain't worried about the 99. I'm worried about the one. You know, but the church won't let me go after the one because now I look too much like the world. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm like Paul. I'm being all things to win some. And, but sometimes it's hard for the hardcore traditional black church because we even fought to get there. And now you want me to shift. Yes, I want you to shift, but I want to shift according to the spirit of God and where God is leading you because our goal is, again, to reach the unchurch. And sometimes the unchurch is the world, <laughs> you know, and, and what it looks like and how do you get them. So now we got to change the way we do things, not the word of God, but change yeah. the method. And some churches and we as a black church, sometimes we don't want to change our method. It was good enough for my grandmama. It was good enough for my mama. So therefore, it's good enough for me. <laughs> you know, not knowing that your son and your daughter, you're losing. And I had to learn that. You know, I, 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 I learned from my father and what was good for me, but it wasn't necessarily good for my children. Because I was, you had to understand, in your childhood growing up, your dad had transitioned from the world in the church. So I'm learning what does it mean to be churchy? What does it mean church and all these rules and not knowing that, well, what are you teaching your kids? You relying on somebody in their Sunday school class. Do you know they're teaching the right thing? Are they getting the right thing? You know, and so you got to spend time with your own kids and, and, and train them up and open up their understanding. And so, uh, and music is a part of that, you know, Kirk Franklin stomp, you know, and all the different, but he was reaching people that the church couldn't reach. And why should we be mad? Are he reaching the unsaved? Yes. Is he getting them to come to the church? Yes. Now preacher, preach the gospel. Let the gospel change him. <laughs> you know, but we, 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 we put up so much 
restrictions on God and try to box God in. Well, God can't say, listen, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And God commended his love towards us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He didn't die for us because we were saved and, and had everything going right. He died for us because we were jacked up. And so now we got to look at, okay, where is he leading us? Where is he taking us so that we can reach them? And so, no, don't box me in as a pastor and tell me I got to only preach to blacks. Or don't, don't get mad at me because I'm trying to reach a multicultural. I'm trying to reach the laws. And there's lost black folks, there's lost white folks, there's lost all kinds of lost folks. But we, we start merging and mixing these things. And, and, and then our ideology of the way we see things from our own lens is limited. And we ain't open up. And the church ain't open up. And the church is not having more conversation like this to say, wow, we really have been boxing ourselves in. We really could have reached more people. But because so, of, of that, we haven't. And so, T, what yeah. is your um, view on, like, the, you know, gospel music sound and then, you know, that with VHS and just your experience with music in general? So, yeah, I've always, like, wondered why people would always say that CCM is more anointed um, than gospel music. Um I've definitely noticed that there is more of a there's more of a theme in gospel music. Gospel music, um, not speaking for all, but there's like a consistent theme of um, it talks about what God can do. Um, like, well, just well, God's going to handle it. Um, he's going to keep us. Like these these constant themes of what God can do. Whereas CCM has more of a constant theme of like um, who God is, and so. If you look at the word gospel and if you actually examine what the gospel is, like the gospel is redemption, the gospel is reconciliation. So the gospel doesn't it also speaks to who God is, but it also speaks to it also speaks to who what God can do. Mm -hmm. So both of them both musics like they they mirror the gospel. And so one is not more anointed than the other. It's just they are saying two different things, if that makes sense. Another thing. Um, mm -hmm. So um as far as like gospel music and my personal experience, there was a time where I did listen to more CCM because I just, I felt, it felt, I felt more connected to it. But as far, like looking back at the gospel and like gospel music and the history of gospel music, um, I have started to listen to more of it and have a more of appreciation for it. Um, and then you also have to look at why would people even say that CCM is more anointed than gospel music? Why? Because they have a choir or because they're they're not singing barefoot like Bethel and rolling all over the floor, like exactly. You know, like the gospel music um, and CCM, they're both singing about the same God. Yeah, um, and so it's important to not have that um, that difference. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just, I totally, I totally agree. I just think, um, I just have a newfound respect for um, our sound and uh, our sound and our music. I think it's even been, it's even, I think our sound is even being taken in the world as well too. Mm -hmm. I think 
how many award shows have you seen where they had a choir and they all black in the background singing with robes on. It's just like, even yeah. the world tries to mimic our sound. And even in some CH, uh, um, CCM music, we'll have a black choir in the background and they sing with a guitar. And so I'm just like, I'm like, um, you know, I just feel like, like in the sense of the world, you can mimic the sound, mm-hmm. but the tr- I think that's where like the real anointing hits mm-hmm. of just, like okay, but here in this safe space, it's for glorifying God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is where we, where God is being glorified through this, mm-hmm. and so I think when we're talking about in that aspect, then yes, it is anointed and it's mm-hmm. a- for that because it's giving God glory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to shout out like just all these different groups, like Maverick City. Mm-hmm. Maverick City okay. has that, um, would you, that spontaneous worship, that CCM sound, but everybody okay. is of color. And I'm yeah. and it's not just black and yeah. white people are in it. And it's yeah. beautiful and it's great. And it has a great sound and it's not that traditional, but, but it's in there, you know, it has everybody in it. And yeah. so I think, Stuff like that should be supported. I remember when Elevation Worship came out with a quote-unquote gospel album. I mean, it was their songs that they wrote, and they just brought gospel artists to do what they do. And then Kanye West's new gospel album. But um, I think these are just some beautiful sounds. Uh, one last thing, and we're going to roll out of here because it's already long enough, and I'm out there. This is the... But uh, <laughs> um, being black and Christian, or being Christian and black, um, and I think this kind of gets into what I was talking about earlier. Depending on what type of circle you're in, it's better to you know explain or talk about it because you know you got to break down, you got to code switch, you know, church, mm-hmm. yeah, to societal talk and so um let's see how this goes but what do you because we we kind of got into it where you know being christian and what we know and what we understand and what the word of god tells us and how we're supposed to uh allow the love of god to have us to respond i'm not going to say how we should act or how we should behave but how we allow how we respond to the love of god mm-hmm. and then versus being um black or african-american people and what we have experienced so what are you guys is um thoughts with the the balance or the struggle or maybe it's not even a balance it's like this or this or you know yeah um this is good this is a really good topic i was actually just talking to a few friends of mine about this um especially now um just with you know everything that has been going on um, in the world, specifically in our country, you know, with the, the protests and the riots and, you know, George, like the killings and everything that's been happening to black people. I was telling her, like, there's been like a, for me personally, just like a tension and like we're wrestling because I'm a believer, you know, but I'm also a black woman. So like, I'm mad, I'm angry and I'm, I'm upset. But how do I respond to this as a Christian? 
I'm mad and angry and I'm upset, but how do I respond to this as a Christian? <laughs> I was reading somewhere in the word um, and I got convicted because- um, give us the word. <laughs> um, I just heard so clearly in my mind, like, have you even prayed for the cops that killed George Floyd? I'm like, dang, man, I haven't. Like, can I honestly say that I love the man that killed him and many other people that have died by the hands of police brutality? Do I have love in my heart for them? Do I pray for them? Do I pray for my enemies? Do I pray against racism? Or am I responding to this in a way um, that's not godly? Am I carrying hate and bitter in my heart? And so, and then there's this tension, like, okay, well, God, I'm angry and I'm upset. Um, you created me to be a black woman and there's a way that we can glorify God with, um, our race and our ethnicity. I really, I think if God wanted us to look and act and be the same, like he would have created us that way, but he didn't. And so there is, there's like a, just speaking honestly, there is a tension, especially me personally. I've been just, okay, God, what do, like, what do I do? How do I handle this? Um, so yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's real good. I like that. Um, and it's it's a thing of, you know, when I asked myself the question, you know, I said, I am a Christian that happened to be black. Uh, but being black and a Christian is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liken it unto when I was in the military. You know, every time I got promoted and then people would see me, oh, you're a colonel. <laughs> you know, like, I can't be a colonel because I'm black. <laughs> you know, I just happen to be a colonel that is black. You know, and I think about Colin Powell. He was a Joint Chiefs of Staff, you know, because they always label us when we be the first into something. You know, there were times when I took a command, I was the first black to ever command that organization. Okay, but I ain't the first lieutenant colonel to ever commanded a battalion. You know, uh, and it's the same thing with this. Uh, and so I, I agree and I understand, uh, Tierra, and I, I too, I, you know, like I said, I, I get angry. But I also read in the scripture said angry, but sin not. So he didn't say I couldn't get mad, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did tell me I can't sin, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, And so I have to channel my anger and said, okay, now I am a Christian that happened to be black. God, you got to help me here because I'm mad as ham fat. And your pod folks won't understand that unless they're from North Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's just, just Does that means some of them may. We got North Carolina listeners coming over there. I'm mad, you know, and I'm angry and I'm upset, you know, and, and, and I'm a Christian and I got to pray for these jokers. Check out my last pod. <laughs> you know, and I got to pray for these jokers and, you know, and, and, and pray for myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so. It, it is. And it's a shame that we have to ask ourselves that. Again, going back to I I had to question myself because a lot of times when people are saying black lives matter at first, I was one of those, not a white person. I'm black. I know I'm light, bright, look like I'm white, but I'm black. I'm African-American. You, you know, uh, when they said black lives matter, the Christian dumb in me, you know, the man of God in me said all lives matter. But then I had to step back and say, listen, he ain't talking about the 99. 
He's talking about the one that's lost. And in this yeah. case, I like it unto the African-American race. That's the one that they're the one that's been mistreated. And so mm -hmm. those lives matter. And you can't sugar it down by saying all lives matter. It's black lives matter. And so it's the same thing with this. I can't sugar down the fact that I'm a Christian, nor can I sugar down the fact that I am black. I'm proud to be a black Christian man. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes that that that's a challenge. I yeah. had a conversation with um, my friend Michelle, I can say her name. Um, <laughs> one of the, someone who was loved here at the seat at the table. And we were discussing about something that a uh, man of God had posted. And what I like, I liked what he said, but in what he said, it was a hit at the Black Lives Matter movement. And I want to speak to the positive thing that he said that I think is crucial. It's having this sense of ethnic value versus of ethnic pride. Mm -hmm. And then I think as a Christian, um, being a Black Christian or a Christian that so happens to be Black, however you choose to identify yourself, is there's ha there is a level of understanding that we talk about with that T brought up where there is this outrage that happens, which causes me to um, either respond to the outrage or respond mm -hmm. in the love of Christ that I have received. There is that that choice there, just like how you had talked about um, how God had even checked Cain. He was like, "Okay, Cain, sin lies at the door, and it wants to rule over you." Yes. And like either you're gonna allow the love of God to rule over you, or you're gonna allow the outrage to rule over you. Right. And yeah. then having the understanding of just like hope and hopelessness, mm -hmm. because you can. Yeah. As my dad talked about this this long way. He talked about some. Well, it, it, we marched and we barely moved, and he marched and they barely moved, and we marched. And barely, that'll make you think. Well, dang, is it ever gonna move? Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm I'm marching miles to only get inches. Yeah, and so as a Christian, we have to realize: no, my hope is not in the rebuilding of Jerusalem, but in the new Jerusalem that he that comes with Christ Jesus. You know what I'm saying? The right. understanding that true justice, true um, reform, true hope can only be found in Christ Jesus, and so that yeah. gives me uh, another yelp of jolt to post another Black Lives Matter or to go to a march, or to speak. And then when I go out there, it gives me an opportunity to evangelize and being like, dang, it just really feels hopeless. But you know what? I got the hope that lies within. What keeps the push to keep you going for the movement? Whether that's your calling, because not everybody's called to be in the streets. You know? <laughs> and so it's just like, you yeah. know, that's what God is calling for you to do. But, you know, in your education, in your conversations, in your talking to people, in your, with your coworkers. And I think um, allowing, and I think that that's something that, um, that uh, I hold value to. Cause I think for me, um, I consider myself, you know, a pro black person and that's not anti-white. That's not hatred. That's just love for all of black culture and all the things that come with it and the ethnic value that is a part of that. And I love me some God, and I love me some Jesus, and the culture yeah. that comes along with that. Yeah. And so, but I will never allow the beauty that is which what God has used to um, override that of the creator. Mm -hmm. He uses my, my blackness for his glory. Amen. Yeah, amen. So I'll never let that override 
him. Yes. And yes. so thank y'all so much. Oh my God, this was so good. Yes. <laughs> I love talking about this and it was long, so we probably gonna have to figure out what we're gonna do. <laughs> Part one through six. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. But we're gonna be able for me to figure out. But I thank both of you for coming. If you have made it this far as a podcast, shout out to you. <laughs> and uh continue to listen to a at the table um, on this uh, platform, podcast platform, and your favorite podcast platforms. Um, feel free to like, to share, to post this on Instagram, post this on Facebook, post on Twitter, tag us, figure out, you know, share the conversation and uh, share this Black churchism, the love, your issues, what you love, what you don't like, the issues, what you're growing in, what you're learning, uh, new music. Um, begin to post some of those things. You can follow me at a king since birth on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow uh, the follow us and like us on a seat at the table podcast on Facebook. And um, yeah, and T and uh, Pastor Green, give your uh, last few words and where they can follow you. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. It's just my first name and last name. Um, that's T I E R R A. Last name is Harden. H A R D I N. Yes, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this uh, podcast today uh, and share from my lens and, and to receive from your lens. And it's been a blessing uh, to me. Uh, this discussion has been very fruitful. Uh, I can be reading again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, been, uh, the bomb. <laughs> can you feel me? <laughs> So, um, again, I can be reached. uh, You can join us uh, in our Bible studies on Tuesday nights. Uh, We do Zoom. We do conference call. Uh, You can dial into that. Uh, You can reach us on our website. You can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me on Facebook. Again, all of my handles are first name, last name, Hardy Green. Uh, and then the church is true T-R-U-E Light L-I-G-H-T Ministry uh, We have a Facebook page As well as a website uh, You can submit your prayer requests Or if you want to have a conversation Or you can message me DM me Or follow me on Instagram Again, thank you so much Alright y'all Shine bright You hold the light God bless you guys Peace Peace <laughs>